You're with Rochelle Hunt on ABC Radio Melbourne. Hi, Rochelle. I rescued a Labrador. She was flea-ridden and, oh, had no front teeth. She's much loved and spends her days now eating and sleeping. I hope it's a great way for her to spend her twilight years as a dog. Have you rescued an animal before? And what did you think about going into that? There are some awards coming up that you might want to be a part of, you can call one 777274 But Dr Jo Ritetti, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, is an animal behaviourist and she's the ambassador for the Champion Animal Rescue Awards. Jo, welcome to Afternoons. Thanks, Rochelle. And if you think of it as rigetti, like spaghetti. Rigetti. There we go. That makes more sense. Jo, I'm getting some wonderful photographs that are being sent in oh, of lovely. rescue pets as Goats already. I've got <laughs> rabbits. There's a pussy cat. You know, we have wonderful. There's such a wide variety of animals now, Absolutely. and it's quite common now for us to think about rescuing a pet, whether it be maybe someone that you go up to and you ask whether or not you know they necessarily want that pet. Sometimes pets can be transferred to other families. That's mm-hmm. happened a lot. But now there's lots of official channels that you can go through, which wasn't really a big thing when I was growing up. It's grown quite a lot, hasn't it? Yes, I think so. We, you know, like you, I would bring, or your mother, I would bring home all these street pets to my family and they'd go, oh, not again. And now there's an official way we can do it. But I guess the sad thing still is that in Australia, there's around 186,000 dogs and cats alone in the pounds and shelters looking for homes. So, you know, rescue is not going out of fashion. In fact, people who do look at rescuing a pet, people who do, you know, they often wear this rescue badge of honour. And I think good on them for doing that because not everybody will rescue a pet, but I think if everyone can at least consider that in, you know, in in their lifetime, then we'll go a long way towards helping a lot of pets who need that little bit of extra help. You've set up the Companion Animal Rescue Awards, celebrating and recognising, I guess, all the achievements that come into play when you decide to rescue an animal. Tell Mm. us a bit about the awards. What what categories are they? How do you apply? Yeah, very important. So it this initiative is new this year to Australia and it was set up by an organisation called Pets for Life. Kathy Beer is the founder of that. I'm an ambassador for those awards and I'm an animal behaviourist and I was delighted to get on board because I think we should celebrate all that rescue organisations are doing. So these Jet Pets Companion Animal Rescue Awards, they have seven award categories, um, six for actual rehoming organisations, which includes Outstanding Rescue Group, Animal Shelter, Council Animal Shelter, Innovation and Rescue, Community Community Education Outreach Program Volunteer of the Year. And then there's a special um, Category 7 for Aussie Pet Guardians. There's the ones who have adopted or fostered a pet. And that's the Advocate People's Rescue Story. So if you've got the story and you're getting them in this afternoon, you know, share that story and perhaps you could win an award. Or if if you work or you volunteer or you know a fantastic organisation, encourage them to nominate. And they'll go up in front of a panel of judges. Um, So entries close the 31st of August. August, so it's you know a couple of weeks to get entries in there. But we really want to hear about all these initiatives and ideas that are going on around Australia in pet rescue. I've even got mice coming in now. Saying, <laughs> Wonderful. Rish, I've got 14 beautiful rescue mice. Please don't buy rats or mice from Pet Shop. You can go to Rehome a Rat Rescue Group. I've never even heard of that. There you go. You can rehome <laughs> and rescue a rat. Look, not something that I do, 
But everyone, we all like our own sort of pets, don't we, Joe? We do. I've had rescue ferrets in the past. All of my pets are rescues. So, yeah, absolutely. They're just as good as any other pedigree or any other pet. Of course, within rescue, there are pedigree animals too, and you can get kittens and puppies. Sometimes people have the perception that they're all misbehaving old animals. They're not all like that. (laughs) No, I spent a lot of years with a beautiful rescue greyhound called Molly, and she was just divine and one of the most beautiful dogs you'll ever meet. But let's go through some of the issues that can come up when you do rescue a pet because you do have to think about it. It's a serious uh, undertaking of bringing a, a new animal into your home and a new family member and they may have some issues from the previous home they've been in or some of the experiences that they've lived. Well, that's right. You know, all of us come with baggage, even when they're very young. You know, we adopt an animal at eight weeks. It even has a history then. Um, so, what you know, we have to f- try where possible to, f- to select an animal that's going to fit into our lifestyle. So one of the first things you can do is to ask the organisation, the foster carers, you know, the people who head up the organi- organisation, ask about that animal's personality. They will have some idea. They may have done some formal behaviour assessments. They may just have got to know it in their homes, but they'll have some idea what that animal's personality is like. And don't just base your choice on looks. Looks fade, as we always say. <laughs> don't we just all like know? choosing a partner. <laughs> um, so choose one that matches your energy levels, the amount of grooming that you want to do, all those sort of kind of things. And then when you actually are bringing it home, it's really important that you introduce your pet gradually to your home, to your other family members, both human and animal ones, because taking that bit of extra time, not rushing things in the beginning, really sets up a firm foundation of a relationship between you and your new pet. one three hundred triple two seven seven four. You may have a question, maybe you're thinking about rescuing a pet or you've rescued one and they've got some behavioural issues that you would like to ask Dr Jo Rigetti. She's an animal behaviourist and the ambassador for the Champion Animal Rescue Awards. And Jo may also let you know if she thinks your story is good and you should enter the awards. one three hundred triple two seven seven four. This text saying... Ladies, we rescued our Ollie. He was nine months old as a pup when we rescued him. He'd been rescued by someone prior to that, but it wasn't working. My husband took one look and we couldn't leave without him. However, he was distant and he had separation issues and he was driven to our neighbourhood to distraction and crying when we were not Mm. home. I was six months pregnant uh, when we got him and I was so unsure. He's always been unsettled near little kids and he wouldn't take himself out of our reach. Scared of running water but now at 12 he can get enough pats and hugs he's quirky and he's weird he does have obsession issues with balls and toys but we love him so much that's from Claire are they kind of quite standard when you hear some of those reactions that a rescued animal may have Joe? absolutely and Claire deserves an award to be pregnant and take on our <laughs> all of that at once we are such nurturing people aren't we and that's why we love these pets but yes you know any animal can have issues and of course Pets are, I always say pets are like people, they're not perfect. And so issues develop, that's normal. Behaviour is always changing. And so, you know, an animal who perhaps hasn't had a lot of love in the past comes to live with you and suddenly they're very attached to you. And, and you know, one of the common things we hear with rescue pets is that they do have separation anxiety or mm. separation distress related issues. And that's all about just loving their owner so much they don't yeah. want to be apart. So we teach people to gradually separate and really make it a positive experience when the animal is left alone. And it's people very feel guilt as well, though. Yeah, well, I sounds, it sounds like mother's guilt or father's yes, guilt. And absolutely. That same separation anxiety happens with small children. 
It does. It does. We, you know, we, we like to be needed and we want to make sure that they're in the best hands when we leave them. Of course, the beauty of animals is that we can leave them home alone, um, but we don't want to come home to a house that's <laughs> in destructive yeah. mode. So, yeah, it's important that we make sure that they are comfortable in the surroundings that we leave them in. And we leave them with a job to do, and especially dogs. You know, cats often sleep the day away, but dogs need a job to do and they will make up their own occupation if we don't provide them with one. So it's really important that we do give them something food releasing toy or, you know, set up a treasure hunt of, of food hidden around your home and your backyard. Something they can do to occupy themselves while you're out all day. Giselle has called in, has a question for you, Joe. Hi, Giselle. Hi, Giselle. Hi, Joe. Hi, hi, Rochelle. How are you? Good, Joe. What's your question? Um, we've got a uh, five-year-old Cocker Spaniel that we've just um, bought home. Um, she's been at a puppy farm, um, so she's been a breeding dog mm, yeah. um, ever since she was little, um, and we've just picked her up within the last month um, and trying different ways to um, coach her to sleep in the laundry at the moment. Um, and we've had her um, in a cage, like, because that was her safe haven yes. from when she was brought up. Um, and that was one of the things that the lady had suggested. Um, but the other night when it was that really windy night, yeah. she mm. pretty much destroyed her plastic, the plastic lining in her crate. Right. Pretty much destroyed that. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, she must have been quite stressed, Giselle. So what's she your was, specific question yeah. for Jo? And, well, we're just wondering how how do we get her to, I guess, settle down um, mm-hmm. at night time and yeah. not be so distressed and, you know, crying and stuff mm, like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. What, so yeah. I think you're doing the right thing. Having a, a crate, some sort of area that she can go to to feel secure. People think of them as prisons. Dogs think of them as like a den-like comfort. So, you know, and the fact she's got freedom during the day and then has somewhere to go at night is great. So what I'd like you to do is get her used to that during the day as well. Make the laundry a positive place to go if that's where you're determined she's going to sleep. Yeah. You know, take her in during the day, give her some treats there, you know, some toys, have some fun sit down and pat her there so it's a real positive place but you know you could also consider that she doesn't have to be in a laundry depending how your family feel you could bring her into an area of the home and put her in a pen or or put up some child gates so she only stays in certain areas of your home because it's you know because she's so like i said Mm. because she's been locked up for so long we don't know whether it's because as you said like it's a prison for her yeah yeah you know she doesn't like it and that was the reason why yeah, so I think what we have we have to be now. careful. Yeah, I understand, and that you might you know feel that way. I think though we don't want to go from one extreme where she's been cooped up her whole life, and and suddenly give her such freedom and such decision making choices. You know, um. So so really make the choices for her, give her places to go, give her things to do. But importantly, you know, if she is going to react to things like wind and storms, to desensitize yeah. her to these things. So start yeah. getting, um, you can yeah. download from the internet or you can 
buy CDs and and or you know buy online, um, sounds of, oh, of storms yeah. and rainfall and you know it sounds. I like the sound sounds, of that myself. <laughs> I know. Try and get ones that are specifically made for pets because the dogs seem to react best to those ones. And Good you start at a low volume and build it up, and within time the dog will get used to those sounds. And that's quite an extreme level of rescue as well. That you know mm-hmm. a dog has been put in that situation for such a long period of time. Absolutely. Giselle and I'm sure many other people, Joe, are taking on. That's a big responsibility. So Giselle, first of all, well done. Hats off to yes, you. But exactly. it's, it's, it's a big thing, isn't it? It's a big thing. And it's, you know, there, there's a lot of animals do, out, you know, sort of out, well, what's the word, get outlive their time in these um, puppy farms. So yeah. really we want to see them, you know, not really not so many of those in Australia and really Absolutely. look at some caring ways of raising pups and kittens in our society. And, and this is what rescue is all about, you know, mm. it's, it's, it's highlighting what is out there and what we can do to improve our current situation. If you have rescued a pet or you're considering rescuing a pet and you have a question for Dr Joe Rigetti, then you can call 1300 222 This question saying... I work full-time, so I'm out during the day. What does the doctor think about getting two kittens versus Mm -hmm. one so they can keep each other company? Nice question. Look, it's something I think most pet owners consider, you know, should I get two at once? Should I get, you know, one and then one later on? Um, My ultimate answer is you should get what you want because you will make it work then, okay? I would never get a pet for the sake of the other pet because then they'll probably bond so strongly to each other they'll ignore you. Um, But if you're willing to put in the work, now it is easier to get two kittens or two cats than it is to get two dogs. Dogs really require that one-on-one attention from their human. And so I hesitate to say to people, go and get two puppies, because that's really a lot of work. That just with- made me want to have a little heart attack, by the way. <laughs> yes, the idea I know, of two doesn't dogs. it? Me too. <laughs> you know, I might have four cats, but I have one dog. And that's because I like to devote so much attention to that dog, whereas my cats kind of entertain one another. So I, I'm a great advocate in taking on two kittens. If they're getting along, you know, as kittens, and, and even later stage kittens, you know, the ones that are sort of probably less cute, longer legs, maybe looking a bit scruffy by six months of age. They're the ones in in rescue organisations that are often hard to rehome, the Mm. six to nine months, but they're still kittens, you know, and they've still got so many years ahead and so much love to give. So, you know, a couple of those, if they're getting along wherever you're rescuing from, you'll make it work. Claire has a question. Hi, Claire. Oh, hi. Hi, Claire. Um, Hello. Um, We... A couple of years ago, we adopted two rescue Dachshunds from Dachshund Rescue. Nice. Um, they've lived together all their lives. They were, um, they're now 11 and 12. The 12-year-old, who is a male, um, cries so often. Mm-hmm. It's almost, we call it singing. Oh. He, he makes bizarre noises <laughs> and he can go on for a couple of hours in the morning. Oh, the poor darling. Right. Um, we've taken him to the vet there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with him right um other than attitude perhaps <laughs> yes um, goes with the breach <laughs> he's it, driving around the bend but yeah he doesn't seem to be in any pain yeah but he just cries Okay, so it's great that you've taken the vet. With any behaviour, especially if you get a, a sudden behaviour change, we always think physiological issue. Oh, yes, we're it's going to let us know. You. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, it's good to hear. We know it's all live. <laughs> now. Um, Guarding the street. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, yeah, yeah, good watchdog. Um, okay, so we know there's not a physiological issue. It's not a physio, you know, it's not a physical issue. So no. we come to behavioural here. So what's happening with this is that behaviourally, you know, some dogs bark a lot, some whine a lot, some cry a lot, some don't. 
but any behavior, and that includes human behavior, dog behavior, cat behavior, we only ever repeat a behavior if there's some reinforcement for that behavior. So the reward may not be as obvious as we might like to think it would be. So we would think, well, if we kept, you know, giving our dog treats as they whined and cried, then they would keep going. But the very fact that if we give it any attention whatsoever, Mm. like a toddler having a tantrum. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Even if we say, you know, shut up or we just glare at them. You know, eye contact is a form of attention and dogs lap it up. So we need to make sure that when that whining is going on, hard though it is, that we actually ignore it. So I'm going to get, you know, suggest to you get a pair of earmuffs and you put those on or you turn the radio on, put your ABC channel on first thing and you ignore this dog. But every time he's quiet, make sure he's quiet for at least two to four seconds, preferably lengthening that as time goes on, then give him attention when he's quiet. Oh, okay. I'm going to transfer that to a five-year-old, by the way, Jo, is all I can say. It kind of works too with children, although as my, I've got three sons and they always used to say, don't try that psychology stuff on me, mum. <laughs> Good on you, Claire. I hope that helps. This text saying, hi, Rochelle and Joe. Our three babies are all rescues. One is a chocolate lab, one is a greyhound cross, and one is a fat black and white cat. They thank us every day just with the look in their eyes. Our children adore them to bits and we don't understand why many people want particular breeds and don't just rescue from shelters from cat and dog shelters they're all just waiting to be loved yes and greyhounds make brilliant rescue dogs sleep all day lazy gorgeous breed i totally agree with that they do make wonderful rescue dogs greyhounds and often can have Mm. been through some pretty terrible uh you know upbringings leading up to being rescued well, you think they're bred to race or bred to breed the racers. Um, and so they're in cages, probably with minimal contact, although there's some very good greyhound breeders out there and very good handlers too. Um, and, and then they, they retire because they're not successful or they're just retiring and they're looking for homes. And people are often put off by the thought of greyhounds being these fast runners who need tremendous amounts of exercise. And nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah, no, they're lazy. They're lazy. You yeah. take them to the park and they do run at full pelt. And, and they look like, Oh awesome. my goodness, <laughs> they do. Phenomenal. And then they sleep and, the and rest then they of the sleep day. Exactly. Yeah. So they make great apartment dogs. You do need a rather large sofa for them. They do like to rest their bones. Yeah, they do. And they do like to take <laughs> up the couch. Now, well, before we run out of time with you, Joe, I think Roger's got a really quick question for you, Roger. If sure. you can make it fast, Roger. Sure. I've Hi, got Roger. The, hi there, Joe. I've got the ultimate opposite from a greyhound. I've got a cross um, border collie Kelpie. Very yeah. smart, very fit. Uh, we take her to the park every night for an hour or so of running around catching her ball and things, and she likes it so much. She knows home with some old-age pensioners is really boring, so <laughs> she refuses to come home. It's only a recent, you know, last three months sort of thing, won't come back until the last yeah. dog and the last person okay. has left the park. Yep, that recall. So start at home, start where your dog's comfortable, where you're comfortable, work on it, like st- preferably between two people, work with treats or a squeaky toy or something your dog responds to, get them going from person to person, or you move across the room and get the dog to come to you. Take it step by step out to the last like step 10 in this program would be in your park off leash. But before that, when you're at that park, when your dog's supposedly off leash actually tie a light leash or one of these long leads to the dog and when you issue the command bring them in give them a treat or the toy or something else and then let them go again and do that 20 times every time you go there and within time within about a month of doing all this your dog will actually want to come to you because it'll be fun again Roger I hope that helps
It's been such a fascinating chat with you, Joe. Dr. Joe Rigetti is with you, animal behaviourist, but also the ambassador for the Companion Animal Rescue Awards. All of these wonderful stories. I mean, these awards are going to go bananas, Joe, because the people not only are doing such wonderful work by rescuing, you generally have to be pretty passionate and a good person yes. in order to do that. So the stories are always so lovely. I mean, I've They're got wonderful. An- another one Touch here. Touch your heart. I know, saying <laughs> we adopted a seven-year-old Cocker Spaniel, Flynn, the vet rang asking if we were interested. We were his fourth home. The, wow. The third loved him, but they had two other dogs and he didn't quite get along. I mean, when you think about how often these animals can be moved around and it's not always a great experience, as the human, you're really taking on a big responsibility. So the awards make sense. I think awards should be handed out. Absolutely. I think humans deserve awards for helping these animals. And of course, the animals, the ones who are rescued have their reward and go into these loving, wonderful homes. So I hope everyone can check out rescuewards.com.au. All these stories are on there. It's fantastic. And what are some of the key things that people should think about if they're considering rescuing a pet? I mean, I know that you've suggested to look at your home, where you live, how much mm. time you've got. Mm. Should you chat to other family members? What about other pets? All of those kind of things. Everything. Everybody deserves a, a say in your, you know, introducing a new family member is a really important decision. You're going to have them for, you know, at least two years, if not 20 years. So, you know, taking into everyone's, you know, stages, everyone's desires into account. And then whoever, oh, say whoever is the one who's going to be doing all the hard work should get the ultimate decision on, on what animal they it's normally the mum of the home, I'd have to say. But, um, you know, just look online, then visit your nearest shelter. And, you know, even if you can't take a pet at this point in, in life, you know, think about donating if you have some spare cash. Think about volunteering your time. You know, they're, they're after not just to muck out kennels, they're after all sorts of, mm-hmm. of help within these rescue establishments. So I, I go and play with cats, you know. <laughs> I just, I love it. I absolutely love just going along and How volunteering my time. How many animals do you currently have in your house, oh, In my house, I know. Why don't I go when I have four cats at home? Why don't I also go and spend my spare time with cats? You yeah. might. I have four cats, one dog, mm. five chickens, three sons and a husband. Okay, there we go. <laughs> and the later ones are the more problems. I, yeah, I have absolutely. more issues. <laughs> so you can jump onto rescueawards.com.au if you would like to submit an entry. Joe, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much Thanks, for sharing Thanks, your everyone. time. Thanks, everyone. Best of luck with the awards. Thank you. Dr. Joe Rigetti, animal behaviourist and ambassador for the Companion Animal Rescue Award. So if it's not you, I'm sure there's someone in your life that you think should be awarded for the amount of dogs, cats, rabbits, goats, mice that have been adopted in their household. I rescued a standard bred horse from a breeder. She was too slow. She's a lovely mare and was a great lead rein horse teaching my kids to ride being led behind her and their ponies. Great stories. Many years ago, we took on a stray foxy terrier. My daughter was six and the canine was five. They grew up together. She loved him and he her. They did everything together. He lived 13 years before he left and then never came back. My daughter said his spirit moved on to the next little girl that needed him. Best dog ever. That's from Liz.